0: On this week's episode of Life and Lessons, I talk getting turned away from Burkane, meeting H and Lewis Capaldi, and why we're all just making it up as we go along. Hello, I hope you're well. Here we are again, back for episode number 10 of Life and Lessons. I'm Sean Spooner, and if you're new here, here's what you need to know. For 52 weeks between the ages of 24 and 25, I'm going to be recording and releasing a weekly podcast to see just how much my life can change in a year. This is the story of growing a business, of growing as a person, and it's a completely honest view into my life as I attempt some fairly unusual things. And this episode here is all about week number 10 in that journey. Uh, If you're a regular listener you'll be impressed to know that I can say that little spiel that I say every week off by heart now. Don't even need to look at it which is good. That means that we're finally um, getting into the swing of this podcasting thing. It's only taken me 10 weeks. Uh, If you are a regular listener welcome back. Thanks again for being here and also if you're an OG listener thank you so much for sticking with me now for 10 episodes. Uh, This will be the 10th consecutive week of me sitting down and recounting my life into a microphone. And so, as we reach this episode, it means that we're somewhere near 20% of the way through this year-long project. Uh, And although there's plenty more to go, um, this is a nice little milestone for me to just pause, reflect, and say thank you for listening uh, to any number of episodes, but particularly handful of you that I know have been here for all 10 weeks and hopefully remain here for the next 42 weeks. It does honestly mean a lot because without you listening uh, this whole exercise would be pointless and so if you weren't listening like you are right now I wouldn't be doing this so thank you. Um, This week has been a madness. Uh, The first half of the week was spent in Wales in the office uh, doing the usual stuff, working on client projects, and so on and then on Thursday I travelled from Wales to Milton Keynes for a client meeting uh two meetings actually same client but two different meetings Uh, and then Thursday night travelled home to Corby I was in Corby on Friday and then on Saturday me and Chloe jumped on a stupidly cheap Ryanair flight and we went to Berlin and we were in Berlin to see H and Lewis Capaldi Not together, that would be a weird gig. But H on the Saturday night and Capaldi on the Sunday night. And boy, it was one of the funniest, weirdest, most random weekends of my life. Seeing H, the most mank guy, the biggest ute going, performing in a dingy little room in some back street in Berlin, was weird. And seeing Capaldi perform to 5,000 Germans, most of which seemed to not know his songs other than Someone You Loved, and they absolutely didn't understand his sense of humour, that was weird. And then bumping into H on Saturday night, just outside of Capaldi's gig, after a, a couple of almost chance encounters with him the day before, uh, where we had just missed him as he walked in front of us into his hotel, which was next to ours. Weird. And being a small handful of people who actually managed to meet Capaldi despite getting into the, uh, uh, going to the back of the venue something like two hours after all of his super fans got there. And then being one of the very few people out of the dozens of people there to actually get a picture. Weird. And then Berghain, or Berghain, I can never say it correctly. If you don't know, Berghain is said to be the most exclusive nightclub on the planet. It's nearly impossible to get into. It's impossible to second-guess what to wear or how to act to get past their infamous bouncers. And with their strict no-camera policy, it's impossible to know what lies on the other side of the graffiti-covered doors. But, given that we were in Berlin, we thought, fuck it, let's give it a go. Let's try and get into the most difficult-to-get-into club in the world. Uh, so trying to get past the stone-faced bouncers the impossibly strict door policy uh, and we wanted to just cluelessly wander into that club and see what it was all about and so we came along on the saturday night um i say we I, i i basically made the decision before i told chloe that we were going that i wanted to go a few weeks earlier because i'd heard about this place and so i'd been doing all of my googling and sussing it out and trying to work out the best way to get in and then, yeah, we just rolled up on the Saturday night to have a look and to get a feel for the place. And to just kind of work out, A, where it was and B, what kind of vibe it was. And so we got there on the Saturday night at around 11pm, which is before the club opened at midnight. And if you don't know, Burkane is like an old 1950s power station. It's a huge graffiti covered building. Um, it's, you know, it's in the middle of nowhere in to one side what feels like a rough estate, and to the other side like a dark, derelict, industrial estate. The place just looks intimidating. And so we got there on the Saturday, walked up to the club, and then uh, walked past a bunch of bait drug dealers and bootleg merch sellers who lined the gravel walkway up to the club. Uh, But we'd been up since like 6am for our flight. And so we weren't in any mood for waiting around, and so we decided to try our luck and come back on the Sunday, which was the day when we were going to try and get into this impossible-to-get-into club. And so Sunday came around, Capaldi gigged, we met H, we got our photo of Capaldi, and then we took a quick uber back to the sketchy area where Burkane stands. And remarkably, there was no, bleh, no queue. This famed club, which is known and spoken about constantly on the internet for having three hour long queues. And there was no queue. Now admittedly this was 2am on a Monday morning at this point. But I thought that we might have been in luck. I thought maybe uh, those in the Berlin clubbing scene had decided not to come out tonight. I thought maybe it's going to be empty inside. And so we're going to be able to fly straight past no queue. Past the bouncer who will be keen to have people in there. I thought we were in luck. And so uh with everything i'd googled over the previous few weeks in my mind we silently approached the bouncer straight-faced wearing black not speaking not looking uncomfortable following all of the tips that i'd read on the internet i even had the 20 euros entry fee in my hand ready to pay and step into this myth of a club i was ready chloe was ready we were ready it all led up to this moment And the bouncer, who was the coolest looking guy you've ever seen, dressed in an all black outfit, with a hood up over a Burberry cap. Sensing that we were ready for this moment, we were ready to step in this club, he didn't even look at us. Didn't even look at us, he didn't make eye contact, we just kind of walked up to him, looking at the ground, he said, sorry, no. And pointed towards the exit, and that was it. Two words, sorry, no. We were not cool enough to get into Burkane. And so we went back to the hotel and we slept which was probably for the best because frankly I didn't have a lot of sleep over the last uh, few days and we had a flight the next day but there we go we didn't get into the club and that was my weird weekend in Berlin I'm just hoping that Paris at the end of the month can top it off um but before then let's let's return to the <laughs> the usual format of this podcast and not just me talking about random trips. Uh, What's been on my mind this week? Well, like I said at the beginning, I've had a fairly mixed week. Working in the office, traveling to meetings, meeting with clients, spending time at home, and then having a mad weekend in in another country. And so if you were to show, say, 16-year-old me this week, I would say I'm living the dream. But whilst reflecting on that Uh, on the way home, on the flight, staring out the window, just thinking about uh, the entire week that had just been, so everything from Berlin right the way back to being in the office on Monday, uh, I had a thought. And it's a thought that I've actually spoken about with a few people in the past, just I haven't yet spoken about it on this podcast. And it was this, if you're trying something unusual, For example, growing a business, you look at other people who have started from a similar position or who are a similar age, and uh, you naturally compare progress. And if you're anything like me, you think that their come up was clean. Not easy, but calculated and intentional and without issue because you only ever see the logical, public, considered steps of anybody else's journey. You only see the things that they choose to share. Whereas when you're reviewing your own progress in any walk of life, I'm going to use business because, you know, that's the thing I do and that's the thing that I compare when I naturally look at other people. But when you you review your progress in any area of life, you see everything. You see the fortunate accidents and the poorly made decisions that backfired. You see the big ideas that you had that didn't pay off or that you got completely wrong. You see the chance encounters that just happened to push the needle forward. And the luck, you see the luck that you encountered that you perhaps think other people didn't encounter. And so until you check yourself, it's easy to feel like an imposter. And there's actually a name for it, which is imposter syndrome, which according to Google is a psychological pattern in which you doubt your accomplishments uh, and have a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. When you're in a room with your peers or others from your industry or potential clients running multi-million pound businesses or when you're on stage giving a talk to other business owners who you've never met before, It's easy to feel like an imposter. Why should you be in that room or on that stage? Are you really the most qualified person to be in that position? And the same extends more generally. It's easier to look at other people on a similar journey to yours and think that they're on a more efficient or a more logical or quicker or easier or luckier path. But as I sat on that flight home from Berlin, thinking about this, um, I typed the following words into a note on my phone i said everyone's come up seems clean yours seems messy but everybody is making it up as they go along and here's what i meant by that seeing somebody else's journey in whatever level of detail doesn't really give you the full picture even when somebody seems to be sharing their entire life in black and white like i am with this podcast Even now, you don't really know my full story. You don't know the random chance encounter that allowed me to meet Richard, one of my business partners, which would, years later, lead to Dream becoming a business. You probably don't know the details of how I moved away from Magne and how hard of a decision that was at the time. And you definitely don't know about the countless mistakes I made in the early days, or even the things that, frankly, still go wrong today. Because the path to eventual success looks really clean from the outside. But believe me, as I continue to make steps on my path, it's fucking messy. And like I said, everybody is making up as they go along. From the kids starting out today to the business owner days away from retirement, everybody's faced daily with decisions that they don't yet have the answer to. Challenges they've never encountered issues problems and obstacles which they need to learn about as they go we're all making it up as we go along and so as i sat on that flight and realized that actually making it up as i go along is exactly what got me to this point in life and what will continue to get me beyond this point i realized that that's all we really have we're all just making it up and that's completely fine because that's the only option Nobody has all of the answers, and if they claim to, they're probably just trying to sell you a fucking course. So carry on making it up, and look where it gets you. And that's it. That is everything for another week. By the way, I'm not sure if you could hear it, I'm not sure if the microphone picked it up, but I'm currently sat in Corby in my bedroom recording this, and there was a uh, very loud, aggressive, possibly drunk-sounding man outside my window for the last few minutes of that. I didn't want to stop, but... um. If, if you could hear it, I, I yeah, that was outside my house, not inside, so don't worry about me. Um, but yeah, this has probably been a shorter than usual podcast. Uh, and if it is, I haven't really checked how long I've been going for. But if it is, I apologise for that. The time is currently uh, just getting on for half past 11 and I need to be up in seven hours. You know how much I like my sleep. Seven hours is not enough for me. But in the morning, I'm off to London for a really exciting meeting Uh, And then after that, heading across London for a workshop in the afternoon. And then I'll be back in Wales this time tomorrow evening. And so I'm sure I'll be telling you all about that and everything else that happens this week in next week's episode. But until then, um, I hope you have a really good week. We're at that point of the year now where nothing exciting seems to happen, aren't we? It's that long stretch between like... January, where there's momentum, and maybe like May when there's a bit of sun and people start going on holiday. We're in the slog, so I hope you have a good week and I hope that you just uh, embrace the nothingness that happens at this time of year and manage to do something with it. Uh, As always, if you did enjoy this episode, please do consider sharing it. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, specifically Apple Podcasts, listen up for a minute. I have a massive favor to ask of you personally can you please rate this podcast? five stars inside of the apple podcasts app i see that so many of you now are listening through apple podcasts and i feel like maybe i in the past have been uh, neglecting you in favor of spotify listeners i've always assumed that more of you came through spotify i'm not sure why but having dug into the analytics i see that far more of you actually use apple podcasts so fuck spotify listeners for this week no i'm joking but um if you are an apple podcast please please do uh, if you think it's worth it rate this five stars Uh, it it really will mean a lot to me and that's it Uh, like i say at the end of almost all of these episodes because i always happen to record them late at night i am off to bed but i'll speak to you next week when we're back here for episode number 11 of life and lessons see you then